Uh, welcome, Rich. Thank you. To the Renew the Mind podcast. Today we're doing something a little bit different. We're going to be doing an interview with Rich Tyson uh, about his story of how the Lord has uh, changed his life um, and how the gospel has made a difference uh, in your life. And we really want to hear your testimony, your story. Um, Rich, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, sure. So my name's uh, Rich Tyson, obviously. Um, and uh, I grew up uh, in this area. I uh, work uh, here in Idaho Falls as a, as a registered nurse and a clinical educator. And I have an amazing wife and seven kids. And uh, our uh, first uh, grandbaby joined us uh, about 15 or 16 months ago at this awesome, point. Awesome, man. Awesome. And uh, tell us a little bit about your story. I, I know your story, but for everybody who's watching right now, how tell us about... Um, you, you've been a longtime member of Christ Community Church and the family here, but how did you become part of Christ Community Church? Where did your story start growing up here or in the South? I know you spent some time in the South. Sure. Tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So I did grow up uh, here about an hour north of uh, Idaho Falls in the thriving metropolis of St. Anthony, Idaho. <laughs> right uh, I'd lived there since I was 12. Um, lived in Spokane when I was very small, but... Uh, uh, I really consider myself a, an Idahoan. And oh, you grew live up in Spokane. In I didn't even know that. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Oh, right on. So, um, but, uh, you know, raised in a, uh, in a high-demand religion, um, very, uh, you know, very uh, faithful attender, um, you know, from, like, from my early memories in both Washington and in Idaho, up until I was about uh, 13 or 14 when... Uh, when, um, you know, to borrow an expression from my time in the South, I kind of started to feel like uh, something wasn't stirring the Kool-Aid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I just kind of would, would sit in church and, and listen to the messages, and the messages were always kind of uh, to the left or to the right of Christ and His role in our lives. Yeah. And there was just a, a heavy focus on on just like these checklists of you need to do A and then B and then C and wow. then D and so just know. religion. Yeah, yeah, really very uh, religion, mm -hmm. you know, structured, hierarchical. Uh, men do this thing, women do this thing, and you know, you have to meet this checklist of expectations if you want to uh, right. to receive uh, forgiveness. You know, and just very much a focus on on men and on you know with uh, modern prophets in in their words and right. and it always kind of felt to me like you know I thought we were supposed to be learning about Jesus Christ <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> and you know so that was kind of like and those feelings kind of started when I was 13 or 14. Did that cause you some anxiety because you felt like you were they were putting heavy burdens of religious practice on you or um yeah you know it it really was uh, there was a lot of stress um that was uh, that was coupled with with that uh, that message of uh yeah. constant obedience you know and and 100 percent uh, did you feel that in your success. family was that your family kind of atmosphere in your family was hey suck it up buttercup get it done you know, um, I, I think it was more pressure that I put on myself. You know, it was just my mom and and uh, 
my uh, my brothers and sister. You know, I was the oldest, and and so I, I put a lot of pressure on myself to be the example and to be the the one that was uh, checking all the boxes and doing all the things because right. like there's there's no man of the house to, right. to to lead the family, and that was another message that was very constant in the faith was like that like the man is in charge and okay and like no one else can do anything unless the man's doing oh, what wow. he's supposed to so you felt like it was kind of very top down and very male driven would you say it was patriarchal would you very say much something yes. like that yeah yeah um so tell me a little bit about uh when you begin to experience kind of anxiety in church and you begin to think there's got to be more here there's something's missing so, yeah, and that was, you know, and so I, I had these feelings as a teenager, but I was still, like, just felt burdened by this guilt and by this huge amount of social pressure to to perform, like, the way that all my friends are performing and the way that all of my my, my youth leaders and my, my mom expect me to perform. So I, uh, I volunteer to, to serve as a full-time missionary, and so I. Uh, Where I was, did you guys go? So I, uh, I was uh, called to uh, go to uh, East Texas. Oh. Um, so uh, the area that I was in covered like from the east side of Houston out to uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana. Okay. And then down the coast uh, to about halfway to Corpus Christi. And this so. is just on your bike with your backpack. Yep. Telling people about. Exactly. Telling people about, uh, about my religion. Yeah. You know, and and I'm very grateful for that experience. Yeah. Um, because it really opened my eyes. You know, like growing up in an area that's so homogenous. Um, you know, and and being told my whole childhood, my whole adolescence that uh, that like my religion has the market cornered. Right. You know, and it's like this is the true faith in the world. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then and everything else just falls short of that. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And, you know, and even though like mentally that didn't really jive with me, I was yeah. just like I didn't have any reason to not trust these people that that they were telling what, right. you know, what they thought was true. And because that's what you had been raised with, so why would you doubt it? Exactly. exactly. But did you have internal doubts? Were there just moments where you thought, "How can this be true? How can this? How can this be true?" <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, and that's that's one of the the kind of scary things is like, you know, it's like we were taught from a very young age that uh, that like doubts are solely from the devil, and and you should not investigate your doubts. You should not give them any credence because that's just Satan trying to dis dissuade you from the truth. So you don't work through your doubt, you just deny it. Yes. Put on a happy face. Exactly. Like I said, suck it up and tough it out <laughs> and do the best you can. Right? Yeah, exactly. And, and and that's why I was very grateful looking back now on being able to spend two years in the Bible Belt mm. because uh, I met so many people who had such a better understanding of Jesus Christ and his role in our lives. Right. And, and more importantly, I met people for the first time that had like a true relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. You know, and that, and that was something that I saw definitely was lacking in my own religion, right. that sense of trust, that sense of faith, that right. that recognition that uh, 
like we are lowly men and women who cannot do it on our own. Mm. I remember you telling me one time that isn't there someone came up to you and confronted you and you guys kind of laughed at him for trying to give you the gospel of grace. Yeah. You know, Romans 3, 23 and 24. Yeah. And you guys, you and your group there, uh, the your companions just kind of laughed at him. But then that stuck in your heart. Tell yeah. me a little bit about that. You know, it really did. It was like we would always um, run into people who knew who we are and what our message was. And, you know, and right. they were very courageous and willing to tell us that we were, we had been led astray, Yeah, you know, and, and this particular gentleman. Were they angry? I mean, did, were they? No, they were always very kind and, and loving and So confronting concerned. in love. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and just like trying to explain to this, you know, 19, 20 year old kid from Idaho that, you know, there's no checklist you can perform. There's nothing you can do. You just need to trust uh, hmm. in the grace of Jesus Christ. Right. You know, and, and it, at the time I was just like, oh, yeah, well, sure. Like, you know, I recognize that Christ died and was resurrected. But, uh, you know, I still like how do we really know unless we're doing all of the stuff that, right. that he told us to do? The religion. And, yeah, exactly. You do your best, God does the rest, right? Yeah, something like that. You know, <laughs> like the uh, the analogy I heard a few years ago is like, Jesus, you did great. You know, you took it ninety yards. I'm just going to go ahead and take this last carry in for the touchdown, <laughs> kind of thing. You know, <laughs> right on, right on. So tell me about the moment. So you get back. So this Christian comes up to you and confronts you in a loving way with the gospel of grace. And it sticks in your heart and it's gnawing at you. And you come back here now, right? Yep. And you attend, you know, your local church building and you had stirring a service and you you had a stressful moment with one particular person's testimony. Tell us that story. Sure. So um, when I came home from uh, the mission field, I uh, attended Rick's College. Uh, now it's called BYU-Idaho. Okay. And uh, I'd been there for, uh, for a couple of years. It was like my last semester there and I'd been trying to balance this this message of grace that wouldn't leave my heart with this continued message of obedience and checklists and do A and B and C and D and E or you're out of luck. Right. And and so I'm sitting in uh, in church on the campus and. This uh, I still remember it very well. This uh, very uh, this uh, you know young girl with still it's like the early '90s, so still has like the the puffy bangs oh, yeah. and <laughs> and stuff. And and she gets up uh, during uh, like uh, during the service and talks about how she's so grateful for this man and everything that he's done for our faith. And then she says the thing that really puts the brakes on for me. She says, and I know that if this man didn't do the things that he did, that there was no way that we could go back to be with God again. Right. And that really just put the mental brakes on hard because she was not talking about Jesus Christ. Uh -oh. She was talking about a man. Right. 
And, and that was the inflection point That for you. was the point for me right there. It was like God, like in that very moment, just like grabbed me by the neck and smacked me upside the head and oh. said, wrong. You know that's wrong. Wow. And just right there in that moment, I thought back to that time with that, with that man testifying to me that all you need to do is trust Jesus Christ, that he paid the price for your sins, and you can go back and see him again right in on. glory. Right on. And I, and I did that right there in that service. <laughs> and so you're and sitting I, in the I'm ward building. sitting in the ward building. And I said like that sinner's prayer right there, and I stood up and I walked out. Wow. Wow. So you just knew in your heart God was moving you to confess your sins and all of your sins. And you knew in that moment you were a sinner, and you need to be saved by grace. Yep. And you did that. Exactly. And then you just got up and walked out. Yep. Now, when you walked out, were you done? I mean, were you done with that and you just totally did a 180 there or what happened after that? I wish that I could say that I did a 180 there and I, I had that saving moment. I had confessed my sin and recognized that I was hopeless without Christ right. and just asked him to enter my life. And, and I did that, but at the same time, I'm still attending this religious university. Yeah. And have all these friends with these with the same beliefs that I had up until that day. Yeah. And you know, and I'm kind of watching that belief system and, and like and like the, everything that I had built my life on like kind of crumble before my eyes. Wow. So I spent the next several years making a lot of dumb decisions and bad choices and. You know, and I was just very fortunate after, um, you know, a, a marriage and a divorce and a couple of kids to uh, to meet like the the woman who would help me get back on that path to, to sanctification. And that was Meg. Yeah, that's. And was she a believer at the time? Or? Yeah, so Meg was a was a, a longtime believer. Um, you know, grew up in a Christian mm -hmm. church in Southern California. And uh, I met her through a through a mutual friend, and things were moving very quickly. Love and, at first sight, or what? And, well, love at not quite first sight, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm kind of thick-headed sometimes. <laughs> but like once, like we sat down and really started to talk and get to know each other, it yeah. definitely was very much. This is the woman that God has for me. God made it very clear to me from and we all know very like early Meg here, on. She's strong her faith is just powerful and yeah did she just have that kind of discipling influence on you did she, she really like? did like to the point where she just like drew a line in the sand as far as our relationship she was just like I'm falling in love with you and wow. I know that you're falling in love with me but I'm not gonna continue this any further unless you're Christian man you know and I you know and it was easy for me to say oh well that's okay I'm Christian you know, and she's just like, no, I mean, like, really Christian. <laughs> Committed to follow you know, like, Jesus. You know, and, and so I uh, I was just like, well, okay, you know. And she's like, yeah. well, come to church with me this Sunday. Mm. And so she brought me here to uh, Christ Community Church. Here in Idaho Falls, here, she brought you to CCC. Yep. And now, okay, so obviously when you come here and you experience the kind of worship that we do here, uh, which I assume is pretty similar to what we do now. 
Was that a shock for you? I mean, was that something you know, that... It, it very much was a shock to me. I'd never really attended any other church besides um, the church that I was had grown up in. Okay. And so I walk in with Meg, and there's free coffee in the grand hall. So that had to be weird. That was that that was a little bit weird. <laughs> was that offensive to you? Was that a stumbling block? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I was just like still kind of in that mindset where it's like, is it okay? Coffee's bad, but is it really? You know, like so, just like all that in. Indoctrination. Yeah, where's that in the Bible? Yeah. Right. You know, and then like we we walk into the into the the sanctuary and there's a drum kit and electric guitars on the stage. And I'm just like thinking to myself, I've made a horrible mistake. What am I doing here? You know? <laughs> so you're not used to seeing a worship band. No, not at all. It's all very formal and oh. organ accompaniment and right. You know, and the, and the chorister and hymns and and stuff, and so to have just like the the concept of the worship band was was terrifying to me. So contemporary music, contemporary vocalists, contemporary choruses, those kinds of things was. Yeah, you were like what? something I had never experienced before. Wow! And so as I'm sitting there waiting for this the service to start, and people are saying hello to me and being very friendly, you know. Yeah. Which is also something that I wasn't particularly used to. Really? Um, just like, you know, the atmosphere, completely different, very just happy and jubilant. And then, wow. and then the service started, and I proceeded to have like the most spiritual 75 minutes I had ever had in really? my entire life. Just an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, and I thought that I had had those experiences before. You know, I remember specifically one time um, in training um, as a missionary, seeing the the song "I Know That My Redeemer Lives," which is about like the the comfort that we can take in knowing that Christ is, lives with us. You know, and I had always kind of thought that that was like the pinnacle of my my spiritual experiences. But this this first Sunday in Christ Community Church, just to in this unfamiliar, uncomfortable environment to just have the Holy Spirit just bathe me and just bring me that just peace and comfort, just like, you know, wow. like you recognize that you've been saved and now here is where you start your sanctification. <laughs> Man, that is so powerful. That is a powerful testimony. So now people who are watching this or listening to this right now, what exhortation or encouragement would you give them? Maybe they're kind of stuck in religion and they're just stuck in religious neutral and they can't get out of it. They don't know what else to do. They try to do everything they know to do and they're riddled with doubts. They're riddled with self-doubt. They're riddled with doubts about their faith. What would you encourage them to do? Like what is the next step they can take toward Jesus and toward His grace? So um, a couple of things I think I think it's important um, for you to first of all to to have courage to face those doubts. Don't uh, doubt your doubts as the uh, experience as as their as the message is now. Um, you know, like they tell they tell you to doubt your doubts, but I, that just sounds kind of trite and childish mm. to me. Yeah, you know if. Like a denial of reality. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it is a denial of reality. And so what I, would, what I would encourage them to do is have the courage to face those doubts, have the courage to ask those questions. Yeah. 
and you know just reflect on your life you know and that was one thing like after I had gotten home from my mission um, I'd spend a lot of time reading the New Testament and in Matthew chapter 11 you know Jesus like invites us to uh, to come to him you know if we're you know if we're heavy laden if we have burdens you know and you know and as I look back on that life you know, like the the burden of guilt, the right. burden of am I doing enough? Am I am I doing all that I can do? You know, because nobody does all that they can do. Yeah. Nobody is able to do all that they can do. Except for Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's and that's what he's saying in Matthew eleven, twenty eight through thirty, he's saying, you know, come to me, all you who are, are burdened and heavy laden and take my yoke upon you because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So you you meditated on that passage and for you that was I need to come to Jesus not to a man or not to a man-made religion and I need to unload the burden of my sins and the burden of trying to live up to this impossible standard. Exactly. Wow. Wow. You know, and, and you know, and I, I can tell you that that really is true. Yeah. Because I, I went from a, a man who had these horrible burdens of guilt, this constant self-doubt and self-beratement of I'm not doing enough, I need to do more, I need to do better, right. to a man who recognizes I'm always going to fall short Right. I'm always going to be a sinner, but I can trust Jesus that He has already paid the price. A sinner saved by grace. Exactly. Right on, right on. Well, thank you, Rich, man. I am so inspired by your testimony of grace, of Jesus' grace that saved you. And I know some of the people watching are, are really going to take comfort in this, and I know some of the people are going to be very challenged by it, too. But uh, anything else you want to say to anyone listening or watching? Um, you know, I just, I'm just so humbled by God's role in my life, by God's grace in my life. And, and I look at my, my family and my life and I recognize that this is all a gift from God. And yeah. it's a gift that I almost missed because I was so caught up in religion. Wow. You know. Excellent. Well, we'll end it there. That's a great place to end it. Thank you, Rich. Appreciate Thank you. your time, my friend. It's a pleasure. Well, if you uh, have come to any clarity during this interview um, and you want to reach out to somebody, you can reach out to us at ChristCommunity.faith and uh, you can email us or contact uh, our front office and we'll be happy to, to get with you We'll be glad to uh, help you to come to the same uh, epiphany that uh, our brother Rich has, which is that Jesus saves us by faith, by His grace through faith. Thanks, Rich. Thank you. It's my pleasure. All righty.